in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Eddie Hart. Hi, Art. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Bunk Bunkers, this is your, these are your co-hosts speaking. We are reaching a cruising altitude of... Uh, 10,000 feet. <laughs> Not that high. <laughs> but hey, and if we duh. have to land suddenly, we don't want to be too far up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, we'll be bringing you the whole enchilada on a little story involving an airplane real soon here, Bunk Bunkers. The weather there in Enchiladaville is always a sunny, beautiful 69 degrees and... Uh, yeah. And remember to keep your tray tables down because <laughs> we will be serving steaks in flight and also smoking is allowed on this airplane. That's right. We are going to play the mask for everybody and it is required that you watch. <laughs> so if, the smoking the smoking sign will be on. At all times. If the flight attendants don't see you watching the mask, they will poke you with a thing longer. <laughs> uh, bunk Funkers, if you couldn't guess by today's title or this uh, hilarious pilot bit, <laughs> uh, we're talking about a, 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 a plane story today, Andy. Yeah, and art doesn't mean just a regular story. No. He means a story about an airplane. That's right. We are talking about... Have the- you ever been in an airplane? Up above the clouds, there's no rain. Cut the engines, we'll sail right into the sun. That seems dangerous. No, it's very dangerous. (laughs) But hey, I don't like what that song is condoning, Andy, but I think maybe today's topic. But hey, no biscuit if you don't risk it. I think today's topic wouldn't appreciate it either because uh, we're talking about the the odyssey of uh, Pan Am Flight... (laughs) 914. <laughs> Captain Odysseus of the uh, Pan Am Flight 914. Um, this story came to us recommended by a bunk funker, sent it in on Instagram, Instagram.com what? forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. I don't know. Who uses Instagram on the web? Go on the app, you freaking yeah. weirdo. Yeah, you fucking weirdos. Um, uh, Robert. Robert. Thank you. Yeah. Robert, uh, thank you uh, for this uh, this great topic. 
we realized that um, we have never covered a a uh, uh, a topic where a plane like goes missing or does mm -hmm. some weird kind of where a plane bullshit. goes to a different plane <laughs> of existence and time. That's true. We've covered boats. We've covered um, missing aircraft, but we've never really mm -hmm. covered time traveling aircraft. We covered uh, a time traveling car uh that can fly That's and true. speaks english <laughs> uh we covered a, a time traveling motor scooter we covered a mm -hmm. time traveling bicycle mm -hmm. uh we covered a time traveling golf cart That's true uh we covered a time traveling biplane That's right Oh no we didn't That wouldn't fit the joke No never mind Well anyway uh bunk fuckers uh hopefully our our jokes this evening will be smoother than the ride that the plane <laughs> went on. I like a bumpy ride. Um, uh, uh, Bunkfuckers, of course, if you can't wait to get to all that. Uh, if you want to travel through time. if Oh, very good segue. And if you want to travel through time, just like today's topic did. Um, you, <laughs> if, course, you wanna, if you want to jump into the future and be panicked when you arrive, check out the show notes and find the timestamp where you can go right, right to where the research begins. That's right. There is a timestamp always in the show notes. Take you right to the research begins because first we got to talk again about how we're back once again. Yeah, obviously we're back here again. So it seems like maybe this wasn't a fluke. Yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't a one-time deal. This I guess this is going to be our lives again. We're being we're being stalked, hunted. I don't know who like could be great. doing this. It's a real mystery because, uh, frankly, we have yet to see uh, our assailant, our abductor. Um, you know, it's 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 much like it's much like last week. We we are we're family men now. Uh, That's right. We're trying to raise our teenage son, Peon Musk, our teenage Sasquatch son, Peon Musk, and uh, we're also trying to raise our adult baby, baby David Crosby. That's right. Uh, and Art and I are two daddies. That's D A D I E Z. Uh, we are two daddies, mm -hmm. and we are trying doing our best to to raise our family. And we are totally committed to our family. Uh, we both have been changed by finally getting families for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you especially, yeah. I think I've undergone the most change. Uh, you know, you you always a family unlocked a part of me that I didn't know existed before. Uh, now, if I can't recall, Andy, you might you you had a you had a family. I had a family. Like you mean my mom and dad? No, I mean like no, I like having children now. Yeah, and like I like like a family unit of my own. Um, now where I'm the child or the grandchild, <laughs> like where I have responsibility in a family unit. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. No, I get it. I'm just glad that you, I just want to make sure that you're committed to this family and it, things don't end up kind of like your previous one. My previous family? Who are you talking about? Oh, my wife and my kid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I haven't talked to them for like months. <laughs> I keep getting mail that I think, I think they think that I died. <laughs> Well, famously, they refuse to listen to the show. Yeah, well, I mean, can you blame them? Yeah, I can't. But I just want to make sure you're committed to this new family, raising Peon Musk. It seems today that oh, yeah. you, you and P. Musk... Oh, yeah, getting a family has changed me. Yeah. I am very committed to this family. Sure. 
And you you had some nice bonding with Peon because sometimes you guys butt heads a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know that's ritualistic for him, but uh, <laughs> I don't have the skull for it. So we have to find some other ways to like. He likes to headbutt to say hello and it will knock you out. And you, we've suffered quite a bit of CTE, but hey, that's parenting. That's, that's, that's parenting. I mean, I was suffering plenty of CTE before <laughs> becoming a parent, so... Oh, 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 Andy fell asleep. Uh, drooling a little bit. It's all gravy, baby. Out of his mouth. Um. So anyway, I'm in the shopping market. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> you had a bonding experience with Pian Musk this week. Yeah, I did. That's for sure. That led to you. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, being so captured. Uh, okay, I'm back with it now. Um. Sorry, I blacked out there for a minute. Yeah, I noticed you dribbled mustard out of your mouth. Yeah, I got a I got a bunch of mustard in my cheeks. Um so Pion Musk is at that age where, you know, it's time for him to start shaving. Like he wants, you know, he's getting that stubble, peach fuzz. And Most when I say peach fuzz, I mean yeah. he's covered in hair. He's co- literally covered toe. in hair. Uh long, shaggy hair. We, of um, course, he's not human. Yeah, he's not human. We keep reminding him he's not a human. He is a Sasquatch. He is very different from everybody else that he interacts with mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And he will never be able to be like them. And that's just the way it is. Yep. Um, And he should stop trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should just learn to live with ridicule because people are cruel. People are cruel. Um, But I was helping him shave. Uh, It's a rite of passage in every young boy's life. And I mean, this guy has a lot of hair, right? Like, this is one hairy fucking kid. So... Can we just be real, like off, <laughs> like I mean, off the record here? I mean, burgers? daddies to daddies, this like, daddies to daddies. Yeah. This this is one hairy motherfucking kid. This is one hairy goddamn. I mean, I don't know child. who he gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably a little bit of both of us. I yeah. mean, we both. He's got both our DNA in him, right? Um, so I'm helping Peon Musk shave, and it's it's quite a thing, and you know. Like you can't go to the store and buy a can of shaving cream for this guy. No. So I we had to go online and buy a foam daddy, uh, <laughs> one of these uh things that you get for like, you know, foam parties, mm-hmm. so that he could be covered in shaving cream. Mm-hmm. Well, the damn thing starts to malfunction. The whole friggin' bathroom's filling up with, with shaving cream. Sorry, by the way, Art, Great. I got a mess in the bathroom to clean up. Another yet another mess. This one not in the toilet. Yeah, you think I'd get used to it. Uh, so I had to open a window to let some of the foam out and you know, the foam's, the foam's trying to go out, but it's, mm. it's getting stuck. There's too much foam. Right. So I go outside and I'm trying to like, you know, scoop out foam Naturally. from the bathroom to get it outside. Well, there gets to be a lot of foam outside the bunker. So I'm like, Hey, I'll just go drop this over in the ravine. Uh, that's right by the bunker. Sure. Well, as I go out there. I trip over some kind of a piece of rope or something and a large net falls down on top of me and the net's weighted and so I can't get up and then all of a sudden I feel this like pinprick oh my in God. my buttocks. Oh, wow. Peon? And, it was Peon Musk? And normally I'm okay with stuff like that, but this time I fell asleep. So I think it was a tranquilizer dart. And when I woke up, of course, I was here in the studio again. The door was barricaded. I have no idea who did this. I'm beginning to wonder, is this a peon prank? Is this for his TikTok? Is this is he TikToking this? Is he TikToking to me? Is he is who are you TikToking to me? Peon? 
You TikToking to me? You TikToking off? I'm getting ticked off. I'm getting TikToked. I'm getting TikToked. If this is all a TikTok prank, I'm steamed. I'm peeved. You're gonna see this daddy foam at the mouth because <laughs> I'm pissed off. Well, we need to work on that because that might be rabies. Well, it probably you did get bit by that raccoon. I did get bit by that raccoon and Peon Musk. Well, while you were having a fun day with Peon Musk, I took adult baby David Crosby out on the little little daddy baby dog, baby adult baby stroll. Um, Sweet. You know, Aww. he's a little mischief maker. I mean, what are you gonna do with a little baby? I mean, it's adult baby. It's just they get into mischief. I mean, David Crosby, adult baby David Crosby is like a movie baby. A, a, a baby from a cinema. Well, we always because tell him he's he cute gets into so much he could, mischief. Be, he could be a baby in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that he should be the next Gerber baby. Well, I've tried to, and you know, I've tried to, and maybe I've been a little aggressive in how much I think that my adult baby is very cute and could do a better job. I I have found the contact information. I did dox the Gerber baby. Um, I did SWAT the Gerber baby. I sent the SWAT team. Gerber baby. <laughs> the Gerber baby is, of course, an elderly person now. Yes. The Gerber baby is very old now. But, I mean, Rich is a fucking king in a castle. I mean, come on. Um, lifetime supply of his own goods that he helped advertise. So I just think that it's time to pass the torch. And who better than our sweet adult baby, David Crosby? So he got into some mischief. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I went out into the woods and, um, there he was, uh, of course, at a Hertz rent a car where he rented a car such mischief. Oh, my God. And I was just like, what are you doing, mister, young man? What do you think you're doing? So I get into the car and, you know, I said like, well, why don't we take a little trip down to the Gerber baby's house and we'll see if we can uh, maybe try and uh, make his life a living hell in order for him to give up the rights to Gerber baby so that you can be the She, next she, Ann Turner Cook, the oh. original Gerber baby. Well, there you go. 94 years old. 94 years old. Um, really, honestly, no longer is a baby. I have an adult baby. Ann Turner Cook is no longer a baby. I have an adult baby. Could easily be the next Gerber baby. Yeah. I could be silly. He could... Andy, we both know as two daddies, obviously you love your kids, but yeah, some kids, Peon Musk, like, let's be honest, he's no looker. He's cool. He's, you know, he's got a lot of different qualities, but he's Cute. We love we love our children equally, but right. Peon Musk is not going to be a model. No. David Crosby, though. Adult baby David Crosby? When he puts on those little fucking cute little crocheted hats that he wears? Come on. That's that's an adorable. He adult. could sell mashed peas. That's an adorable adult baby. He could sell mashed peas and life insurance. Yeah. Policies for babies. Yeah. Get them while they're cheap. So we decided to take a little trip down to Ann Turner Cook's house. Um... You know, we were just cruising around, seeing if maybe we could like rifle through her trash or uh, release a bag of bees into her home. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just mischief. Little things that David, little things that baby David, adult baby David Crosby likes to get into. Oh, he would think that would so funny to see a bag of bees released into a nonagenarian's house. You know, and I was just having such a good time. I said, let's go get a little treat. We deserve a little treat, adult baby David Crosby. So we stopped at the Dairy Queen and um, 
you know, I wanted to get him a Dilly Bar, which I just told him was his favorite. And he said, I wanted a Blizzard. And I said, I don't love for a fucking Blizzard. You give me one. I gave a Blizzard to a little baby. Adult baby. I mean, sure, you can turn it upside down and it won't fall over, but he's an adult baby. Eventually, it's going to melt a little and Eventually. it'll fall out of there. Of course, I'm getting some butterscotch. And not ice cream. Just, Just want the butterscotch. Bowl, a bowl of that magic shell stuff? Yeah, the butterscotch. Um, And so I'm asking them, you know, I'm trying to barter. I'm trying to haggle, of course. As a daddy now, I'm always thinking about our bank account and our money. And So I'm trying to haggle with the Dairy Queens. And um, <laughs> they're not giving me anything, these damn queens. Um, And so, you know, I said, let me talk to your manager. And then, you know... Believe it or not, Andy, I too felt a little prick on my ass cheek. And I said, oh my God, it's a little adult baby David Crosby pinching my ass cheeks, trying to play with daddy. Because you know how babies are. They're always trying to, tassels, I always have all these tassels on my pockets. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy pants unless there's tassels. Adult baby David Crosby definitely has a very curious mind. He likes to pull on fringe and tassels. Yeah, so he's pulling, I thought, oh, but then all of a sudden, there I go, I'm passing out again in the Dairy Queen. God, I wish I had a dollar for every time I say that fucking sentence. Passed out in a Dairy Queen. I felt a prick on my ass, and then I passed out in a Dairy Queen. Again, I think, too, a story somebody of your tranked, life. tranked me. Yeah. Could have been Ann Turner Cook. Yeah, maybe. We well, might want to think if it's Ann Turner Cook, Andy. Well, you were pretty, pretty aggressive against her. I did come out pretty hard against Ann Turner Cook. <laughs> Did you end up releasing that bag of bees in your house? Ooh, fuck. What did I do with those fucking bees? Shit. Bees are kind of endangered now, too, aren't they? Oh, boy. God, I feel horrible about that. Boy, oh, boy. But anyway, here I am as well in the bunker. Jeez. Jeez is right. Oh, well, I mean, who knows if this will continue or not. I really would just like to be left alone and to to be with my family. Yeah. Um, we're two daddies now, and I mm-hmm. think it used to be, you know, when we were, when this was happening to us, you were just affecting us. Now you're affecting our family. Right. Right. Before, the only impact was on us individually. Right. As people. Right. Because we didn't have any family. We no. weren't connected to any other people. Now we have, now we're responsible for others. <laughs> baby David Crosby can't take care of himself. That's true. He's an adult baby. Adult, uh, adult baby David Crosby needs our help. That's right. Fionn Musk, our teenage Sasquatch, needs our help. That's right. How's he going to figure out navigating life when he can never be like humans? And yet we continue to be, you know, harassed. Abducted by this mysterious stranger that we don't know who it could be. Yeah. A mysterious stranger, a mysterious entity. We have no idea. Well, Andy, uh, speaking of having no idea, I don't think, I don't think anybody has any idea how today's topic teleported 30 years into the future. Ooh. Um, this is the story of Pan Am flight 914, a, the mysterious plane that vanished and reappeared 30 years in the future. Um, We're going to give you the whole enchilada all about it here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. The in-flight meal will be the whole enchilada.
You know, Bunk Bunkers, we've been around the block quite a bit, but we have yet to cover a missing flight. Can you believe that, Andy? Um, we've covered stories involving planes. We've covered stories involving time travel. Hell, even time traveling boats. But never a time traveling missing plane. And that's exactly what this week's topic concerns. A plane that supposedly flew forward in time. <laughs> Boy, Andy, time travel, huh? Wouldn't you just love to travel back in time? Change the past for the better? Kill Hitler? Buy Bitcoin early? Find yeah, some- yeah, 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 yeah. Stop my parents from fucking and conceiving me. That's what I would do. Oh. God! Why can't someone figure it out already? I need to go back in time and stop my parents from fucking. Anywho, Jeez. Uh, it's about time we cover some time traveling planes, Art. Regardless, if I can get passage on one. <laughs> Too true, Andy. Too true. And Pan Am Flight 914 is one of the premier plane time travel stories. Pan Am Flight 914 was a Douglas DC-4 with 57 passengers and six crew members that took off from New York City Airport headed for Miami. Uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, the date was July 2nd, 1955. The flight was scheduled to last only a couple of hours, but it never arrived in Miami. Instead, it showed up unannounced and invisible to Caracas, Venezuela radar on March 9th, 1985. The story goes like this. Pan Am Flight 914 left New York on July 2nd, 1955. There were no issues reported. Just another day in the skies. Back when you could smoke on airplanes. Ooh, baby. Bunk funkers. Those were the days. Those were the days! <laughs> what the fuck was that? I mean, it's bunker. Oh. Uh, I used... I used to torch through three or four packs of smokes on a trip. Oh, baby. Back when you were a little businessman in 1955. Oh, yeah, back when I was a businessman, smoking three or four cigars at a time, two cigarettes in there. I looked like I, I, looked like I was posing for a world record. <laughs> uh, but eventually, uh, planes need to land somewhere. And when Pan Am Flight 914 didn't arrive in Miami at its scheduled arrival time, well, people got worried. They theorized that maybe the craft had veered off course during the flight and crashed over the Atlantic somewhere. Rescue teams were dispatched to look for wreckage or survivors, but nothing was found. It was as if the plane had disappeared without a trace. Thus, Pan Am issued a statement saying the flight had crashed and there were no survivors. They called it quits. Well, cut to 30 years later on March 9th, 1985 in Caracas, Venezuela, air traffic controller Juan de la Corte showed up for work and began his day as he does any other day, directing airport traffic. When suddenly an aircraft appeared, flying through the sky, but did not show up on any of their radar instruments. Naturally, Juan freaked out over this, and that's understandable considering it's a worst-case scenario involving his job. <laughs> and the aircraft just appeared out of fucking thin air. Now, him and his co-workers looked out the tower to try and spot the incoming aircraft, and they did. But what they saw shocked them. It was a very old Douglas DC-4 model aircraft. One with propeller engines, even. The pilot of this craft radioed into the tower and asked in English, Where are we? What the hell is going on? Which is such a badass pilot oh thing to say. What the hell is going on? Damn. When you command a friggin' bird through the skies, Andy, you can command an answer out of anybody. 
Pilots rule. Yeah, pilots are friggin' cool. Anyway, one replied, You're near the Caracas airport in Venezuela. Where are you headed? The pilot replied that they were Charter Flight 914 headed from New York to Miami with 57 passengers on board. <laughs> well, goddamn, brother, you're way off. Jesus. Caracas ain't Miami. Hell, the two words don't even sound similar. They don't even start with the same letter. Goddamn. You fucked up big time, sir. I mean, pilots are fucking cool, but goddamn, you fucked up on this one, dude. That's true, Andy. They don't start with the same letter. I can <laughs> confirm that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have the same letter. Don't even sound alike. Caracas. Miami. It's not the same. <laughs> and Juan was just as baffled, Andy. Um, did this weird old plane somehow veer over 1,000 miles off course? How could this happen? Was it piloted by two guys <laughs> named Andy and Art who were more concerned with quoting airplane than flying an airplane? I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> That's a good one, Andy. <laughs> uh, naturally, Juan wanted more information, but the pilot was sounding really freaked out and stressing and calling for mayday, mayday, mayday. But he eventually did mention one key piece of information. They were intended to land in Miami and at 9.55 a.m. on July 2nd in 1955? What? Uh, uh, Indeed. Juan was floored. What the heck was this pilot's deal? I mean, sure, pilots command the skies and they command the genitals of many, many lovers. But did this guy really mean to say that he was from 1955? Well, either way, Juan's first concern was the safety of the passengers. Well, thank God for people like Juan, because I've managed to replace almost all the clean air on a two-hour flight with my farts before. Can't imagine what kind of stank gas these people were whiffing after 30 years. Woo-wee! So Juan cleared the aircraft in for an emergency landing, which they completed safely. And when they and when they did, Juan finally got a good look at the craft. It was completely outdated with its propeller turbines. Uh, but not only that, the plane looked like it had suffered incredible wear and tear. Hey, isn't that how your doctor describes you? Uh, yeah, also one time my wife tried to sell me on Craigslist, but she was forced to add incredible wear and tear in the product description, so she barely got any bids, baby. Can't get rid of me. Oh! <laughs> Your damaged goods. Damaged goods, baby. Incredible wear and tear. Well, anyway, when the plane landed, Juan heard a ruckus over the comms. He heard the sounds of people screaming and panicking in the background of the radio, and he even heard the pilot yell, Jesus Christ, Jimmy! What the hell is that? Now, the obvious answer here is that these people from 1955 were freaking out over seeing sights from 1985 so suddenly before their eyes. But let's examine the phrase, Jesus Christ, Jimmy, what the hell is that? Could it be that this Jimmy exposed his naked penis to the pilot? Hmm? A naked penis? <laughs> no? Just my handsome pilot erotica? Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. Juan told the passengers and the crew of the plane to remain calm and that he was sending a ground crew to help escort them off the craft. But Juan then heard the pilot say softly, something is wrong. <laughs> Which, coincidentally, is also something Andy and I have said in bed with our significant others many times. <laughs> Juan then repeated the date was, it's, it's March 9th, 1985, March 9th, 1985. But the pilot, he wouldn't acknowledge it. As the ground crew approached, the pilot got back on the radio and yelled, No! Get away! We're getting out of here! Which, again, 
is such a badass fucking pilot move. I mean, can you imagine some badass hunky pilot like Sully Sullenberger just straight up telling the Hudson River, no, get out of the way. I'm landing on you. Badass. So badass. Friggin' cool. And sure enough, this fucking badass pilot, this plane started right back up and they took off again. And just like before, it was invisible on Juan's radar. The airport then sent three jets out to try and track down the craft, but they were unable to track it down. In the heat of the moment, the pilot reportedly dropped something, which fell out of the plane's entrance. It was a classic birch pocket calendar, which was specifically from the year 1955, the exact same year that the plane last took off. Although, according to Juan, tight-lipped aviation authorities arrived to seize all tapes of the plane's arrival in the pocket calendar. Ooh, these tight-lipped aviation authorities always guarding their little secrets and trinkets. How do planes fly without flapping their wings? They won't tell. You just know that tight-lipped aviation authority went home and added that little pocket calendar to his mound of treasures, perched himself atop, and then proceeded to wax poetic to a small, hairy man with big feet and a magic ring. Hmm? No? Just my tight-lipped aviation authority as Smaug Erotica? Okay, then. Well, hmm. that's not the end of the... <laughs> you can check it out. You want to read it. That's not the end of the story of the Pan Am flight of 914. Allegedly, the plane did eventually make it back to Miami, its original destination, all those years ago. Upon its arrival at Miami Airport, uh, it was just as confused as Juan, but they checked the records in the back office, and sure enough, this was the exact same plane that was said to have been lost back in 1955. The story goes that the plane was allowed to land, and the passengers disembarked into the world 30 years later. Their living relatives and families were contacted, and apparently the passengers were allowed to go home with them. Amazingly, not a single one of the passengers from the trip had aged a single day while their families were all three decades older. I think the lesson here, Andy, is that you should never quit or give up ever, anytime, even if it takes 30 years. Yes, yes. It's just like me and potty training. One day, I'll learn the right way. Until then, it's going on the rug, but I'll never give up. That's the important part. So what are the main theories on what happened to Pan Am Flight 914? Well, the first is the flight entered some kind of a wormhole. My favorite kind of hole. After Bud, of course. When the plane left New York, it might have entered a wormhole, bending through time and space, causing the flight to emerge 30 years in the future. This could help explain why the passengers didn't age at all. Another related theory is the Bermuda Triangle. You ever heard of it? The Bermuda Triangle is a well-known area inside the Atlantic Ocean that has claimed numerous lost vessels of both sea and air. Bermuda's a bad baby, but uh, could the Bermuda Triangle have been the one to teleport this craft through space and time? Well, we don't know, but let's get to what we call the skeptic's take. Uh, we have to use that kind of lightly here, bunkfuckers, because uh, it's mostly a fact. <laughs> but hey. You read into it what you want. You do your things, bunk bunkers. We're just giving you the whole enchilada. <laughs> the Pan Am Flight 914 story dates back to an article in Weekly World News from May 7th, 1985, titled The Riddle of Flight 914, the plane that vanished 30 years ago, lands at a modern airport. Now, also in this issue are some rather fun articles. 
Incredible new proof of reincarnation. Baby born with tattoo dated 1917. Mouse hunter shoots himself in the foot. (laughs) And my favorite, paralyzed dad strangles dog that attacked kids. It's a tale as old as time. Man versus animal. Like Moby Dick. Weekly World News is an infamous uh, publication for publishing wild stories such as these. Bungfunkers, if you went through a grocery store checkout ever in your life, this publication was likely in the aisle. The iconic all-black-and-white paper had such hits as Bat Child Escapes, I Was Bigfoot's Love Slave, A Time Traveler Who Got Busted for Insider Trading, and many, many more. In fact, Weekly World News published the Pan Am Flight 914 story not only in 1985, but again in 1992, and yet another time in the 90s. It must have been a popular one. It must be because the YouTube channel uh, Brightside did a story about the Pan Am flight that gained a ton of traction in 2019. The video has over 19 million views. It's a lot of views. The story is also very reminiscent of an original 1961 Twilight Zone episode called The Odyssey of Flight 33, which concerns a passenger flight from London to New York City in 1961. During the flight, their speed starts to increase beyond reason, and they travel back in time to the prehistoric era. They then attempt to travel back through the same jet stream that brought them back, and they go forward in time to 1939. But will they ever reach 1961 again? We don't know because they're in the Twilight Zone. And what conclusion will you reach, dear Bungfunkers? What happened to Pan Am Flight 914? And what would you do if you suddenly appeared 30 years in the future? Would you panic? Or would you rejoice? Fear not, Bungfunkers. For this is your co-host speaking. We're reaching a cruising altitude of 69, 420 feet. And we're about to serve our in-flight meal today. Today, you only have one choice aboard Bunker Airlines. And that is the whole enchilada. (laughs) Yummy. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
It sure is chilly outside, Art. Andy, where's your jacket? Art, did you hear me? The wind chill is 30 below. Andy, I think you have hypothermia. You know, Art, with the horrific chilly weather outside, the only thing that'll warm me up is listening to Andy and Art Debunked, available only on patreon.com slash mrbunkerpod. Are you seriously shilling our Patreon right now? Oh, Art. Laughing at the antics of Andy and Art is all the warmth I need. And for just $5 a month, I get access to all the episodes of the show, behind-the-scenes updates, sneak peeks at episodes, and I can chat with Andy and Art on the Bunker Discord. Andy, we need to get you to a hospital. We need to get me to patreon.com slash mrbunkerpod. So chilly. Oh, God. I'm shilled to the bone. Hey, welcome back, Bunk Bunkers. That was our research, research of Pan Am Flight 914. Hope you had a nice time travel to get to this uh, point in the universe, <laughs> Bunk Funkies. A little shorty watching shorty today, Bunk Funkers. That's oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, short, 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 short topic. It's a shorty watching shorty. <clears throat> Can I just say right up at the top, Art? Yeah. I just want to say out loud my appreciation for weekly world news. You, Andy, you revealed to me earlier today that uh, you you have this appreciation for weekly world news that I did not know about. Uh, weekly world news, as uh, was mentioned in the script, was a uh, periodical <laughs> publication Yeah, uh, that I saw all the time at the grocery store checkout. Yep, that's where it was. Uh, and I always loved to read the headlines of uh, Weekly World News. I mean, not that often did I pick up a copy and thumb through it, but um, often I would be uh, scoping it out. I always wanted to see what was going on with Bat Boy. Bat Boy and Bigfoot were like the two big things that I remember from my youth. Uh, There's a the, lot of Bigfoot. Yeah, a lot of Bigfoot, a lot of Bat Boy. I do remember Bigfoot being, you know, Bigfoot was my lover. <clears throat> that shows up a few times, like Bigfoot body found. <clears throat> that kind of stuff shows up there a lot. <clears throat> and of course, Bat Boy. Yes. Bat Boy. I, I mean, this is a cryptid like bat child that looks half bat, half boy. Yeah. I uh, I performed in a, <clears throat> a short show that was about Bat Boy. Did you? Yeah. When? Um, several years ago. Oh. <clears throat> A local comedian here wrote it uh, as part of the Peaches and Hot Sauce oh. uh, comedy network. I don't. I don't remember this. I usually keep tabs on everything that you do, but I don't remember this. Well, one slipped through the cracks. Um, are there any other fun headlines from that era that you remember, Andy? Uh, oh anything else? God, did, I barely did... remember what I did yesterday. Let okay. alone headlines from yeah, that makes thirty sense. years ago. Um, I just remember. I just remember it being like. It's it's one of those things where as a kid, you don't understand parody or like sensationalism, and I was just always like, "This shit's is real." This, is this this is for real? Like I thought it was like you know because it's in black and white, so you like yeah. I associated that with the newspaper. It's like the other stuff that's at the grocery store checkout that's in those same things. It's like the Sun or tabloid magazine. Yeah, it's like tabloid, so it's all gossipy. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's one that's like. Looks more news newsish, right? It's literally called Weekly World News. Yeah. So, I was like, "Well, maybe this is just too weird for other like that you don't hear about it on TV." But wild that this is happening. But now I appreciate it as like 
God damn, I wish I had a job at Weekly World News. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be, be fun sick. to write for Weekly World News. Yeah. Think of all the crap you could come up with. It's literally, yeah, it's just crap. I mean, it's uh, it's now an online publication. It's print media slowly dies. Oh, I didn't realize it was online. Yeah, it's all online now, I think. I'm not sure if they completely closed up their closed up, closed up shop. But hey, maybe one day we'll do an entire topic dedicated to Weekly World News or... Uh, perhaps there's a Patreon episode in the future, Bunk Funkers, if you're interested in that, of us mm-hmm. going through old weekly world <laughs> headlines. Maybe we, we start bringing a couple to the table and see what's up. Yeah. Because, I mean, with this story, with Pan Am Flight 914, there's no indication that this was ever a real thing, right? No, this, uh, I mean, Bunk Funkers, uh, come on. The image they used in Weekly World News, I don't even think it's the same plane. Like, I think it's a propeller plane from the 1930s or something like the late the, or like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's the same fucking plane. <laughs> so Weekly World News, of course, infamous for using its 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 imagery and like those um, stock just stock photos that you could find and just kind of throwing them places, whether it was real or not. Um, yeah, they were very good at like taking, taking two stock photos and combining them to yeah. make it look like there's whatever is happening is happening. Uh, you know, there's debate as to whether this was maybe some kind of weird real life story that they bent into, uh, um, whatever, like maybe a, a plane did show up in Caracas, Venezuela that had veered off course. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. But as for how much uh, we maybe think that uh, for how much we maybe think that <laughs> this is based in any kind of reality, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun. Like, it's, it's a fun. Funny, it's a funny story. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that I get out of Weekly World News now is like, I think that it's very funny. It is. Like, I think that they're... You know, it's like these are like they're n- never anything that's like. Obviously, these stories aren't like in depth. It's not like you. It's not like you can't like somebody goes to the like a hard a lot of trouble of like reporting something. You know, it's like quick write ups and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's fun. Um, they came up with Bat Boy. Bat Boy was such a great thing. Like they had all those pictures of like young Bat Boy as he grew up and stuff. Like I don't know. It's just like this is so funny. Like what. In what world now, you know, would something like that just end up at the grocery store checkout? Like, that's true. You know, it's kind of crazy that it it even is, even could be allowed in a grocery store checkout. But I guess there's plenty of other tabloid filth yeah. that lines the walls. They of could the, put a, you could put a comedy magazine up there, and it'd be the same thing. Like, if you could buy yeah. Mad Magazine, why not buy Weekly World News? Yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you. Um, no, it's 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 it's. Fun shock camp, yeah. Bullshit. That's just fun. Yeah. Um, I don't have as much of a relationship to it as you did, mostly because if I ever wanted to buy one, I feel like my parents would have been like, "No, <laughs> we have Weekly World News at home," and then it's like Weekly World News at home is just my own fan fictions, <laughs> something <laughs> arts, arts, arts rat boy character that he created, yeah, rat boy. Um, yet another Simpsons reference there. Yeah, it's chewing the drywall as we speak. Gnawing the drywall, sorry. 
Um, you know, Andy, um, I guess the only thing here to really ask about is what would you do if you were teleported 30 years into the future? Oh, um, if I was teleported like from today, yeah, uh, I'd probably freak out. Yeah, I would freak out because I would be like, oh shit, I'm dead. So that would freak me out if I got teleported 30 years in the future. I'd be like, oh, oh fuck. I died 15 years ago. You don't age. None of the passengers age. Oh, I don't. I don't just sync up my timeline. It's just <laughs> yeah. Me. There's no. There's no timeline sync. So I disappeared from time for 30 years, and then I show up 30 years later, exactly the same as me. Just like the story. And what? How would I react yeah. to that? I'd probably be like, "Oh fuck, dude, this is 30 years later, dude. Fuck." <laughs> No, no, no! It would it would freak you out, right? Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, there's this. Uh, Everybody you know would be thirty years. I'd be thirty years older, Andy. I'd be I'd be almost as old as you. There's a or now. There's a, there's an ELO album called Time, uh, and Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, the premise. This it's a concept album, and the premise of the album is that, uh, I guess Jeff Lynne in this case, like falls asleep or like goes into a dream or something, and like gets transported to like 2149 or something from 1981. And so he's like seeing all of these technological wonders and stuff in the future. Um, but all he does is like miss his uh, significant other from 1981. It's pretty ELO-y. Pretty ELO. Yeah. But anyway, there's some good songs on the album. The lights go down. Da, 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 da. The lights go down. Anyway, anyway, if I got transported thirty years, I'd be thirty future, years older. I'd be, you know, this I'd be would like, be my, this would be my t this would be my ticket. That's what should happen to me, because then I can live a nice, rich, full life. Like, like when I do die, then people will be like, "Oh, this was at the right time. He was actually this old." <laughs> Whereas I would never make it there on my own. <laughs> yeah. I need a 30-year gap, basically. You need a 30-year... To year... live to a proper lifespan. It needs a, you need a 30-year reset. A yeah. mulligan. Yeah. yeah. And he needs a mulligan. Yeah, oh, my God. A 30-year mulligan is what I really need for a lot of reasons. But I would need to go backwards in time 30 years. <laughs> Start over. I made some bad decisions along the way. Sure you like getting that rattlesnake tattoo. Yeah. I mean, the, the it's not a bad tattoo. I just shouldn't have gone full body. I shouldn't have made my face look like a rattlesnake. <laughs> and then the rest of my body look like a rattlesnake's body. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, uh, I, I love that this story just assumes that the people can go home. <laughs> like, there's definitely like a missed angle there where it's like. That they were like, oh, God, these people are back from 30 years in the past. I better call their families him come pick them up. <laughs> like nobody was like, let's study this and like yeah. interview them and right. It's like, oh no, just let them go home. Confiscate the plane and like do all this other and shit. And where are all the movies based on this from all these people selling the rights to their story? Yeah. I teleported 30 years into the future and all I got was this a write-up in the weekly world news. Write up in the weekly world news. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean. Plus, you know, how many people would come back from that and not have family anymore? 
That like, would you be think very about sad. it if you were like, let's say you're like, uh, I don't know, like an immigrant to the USA. You moved here. It's just you and your like spouse. You have mm -hmm. no other family in this country. You travel 30 years in the future. They died in the meantime. And you have just no family. Yeah, it's what fucking, do you do then? This is fucking depressing. Your house could be sold or demolished or like you would have no belongings. Crazy. Those people become part of the airport then. <laughs> they become Tom Hanks. They become Tom Hanks in that movie. They're, They're literally terminal. describing the movie Terminal. Yeah. Or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh. Okay, well. You ever seen that movie? Then I guess somebody did make that movie. Was that based? Was I'd never seen that movie. So is the premise of that movie that Tom Hanks travels forward in time? Yes. And then gets stuck at the airport because all his family died? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a better <laughs> premise than the original one, which is just, I think he's like. It's like some diplomatic thing, right? Yeah. He's like or an immigrant from some kind of country and it's just Tom Hanks. And he has to live at the airport. Living at the airport. Yeah. Well, now I know what we could do. Let's write a screenplay about Tom Hanks traveling forward in the future a hundred years. <laughs> On an airplane, and uh, all of his family died, um, and he has to live at the airport now, <laughs> and he gets into lots of zany antics because he has to work for the airport. That's right. Uh, and he's not very good at any of these jobs because he's over 100 years old, and- <laughs> But he hasn't aged. Do you start aging faster then when you come back, or do you age no, at the same rate? No, I think rate? it's like a wormhole. They blipped through time. Mm. You know- Cut and paste. Yeah. It's very interesting to think because scientifically speaking, you could travel so fast that you slow your aging. Very true. Uh, at least that's the the hypothetical. That's the hypothetical uh, theory. That, it's the only way you could ever truly you, time travel. Yeah, as you approach light speed, time within your craft, because you're traveling so fast, you would be moving, you would be, time would be traveling slower at that speed than it would be for things not traveling that fast. Right. Which is pretty fucked up when you think about it it is fucked up when you think about that because um yeah it's literally you could come back and you would be significantly younger because you think about space travel right like well, i we, do think about it if we go to like the nearest like star system outside of our own solar system it's like right. what seven light years right or something so it just takes seven years to get there at the speed of light but then you get there after seven years like everyone here has aged seven years you haven't aged seven years. Like you've aged like five years or whatever. And then you do whatever there. You're aging like regular again because you stop traveling light speed. And then you come back seven more years. Like people here have aged like 20 years, but you've only aged like 10. Plus you get to see another solar system. I guess there was more to it than that. <laughs> And then if you think about it, think about this art. I love these scenarios. How will you, mon you know, it's like it could get monetized. Like think about uh, beauty products where they're just like, oh, we're going to send you up in a spaceship and you're going to travel speed of light for a week. Yeah. You want to, how, how bad do you want to look young and beautiful? Do you want to leave mm -hmm. your fucking decrepit, disgusting, mm -hmm. ugly family mm -hmm. behind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll I send, look forward to. We'll send people up there at the peak of their like genetic virility. Yeah. And just. Every week they have to go for every every month or something they have to go for a week at light speed, circling the Earth, and then they come back and they stay young forever. I really look forward to. May you stay. 
Forever young. I think that's what Forever Young. I think that's what Bob Dylan was trying to say in that song. Because it was Bob called Dylan? Yeah. He's he's saying Forever Young? Yeah. Because I think it was that album was called Planet Waves. So it's clearly about astronomy and space travel. And he drew the album art for it, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. On a bar napkin or something. Um, I look forward to to seeing robot Gwyneth Paltrow uh, explain via goop how um, every person should be doing this, what will obviously be an ex- extraordinarily expensive beauty treatment to fly into space at the speed of um, light to well, de-age themselves. Art, you, you bring up a good topic, and I have an announcement to make. Uh, I'm actually starting my own lifestyle brand. Uh, of wellness products Uh so that people can, you know, be as healthy as I am. Sure. Um, You know, and look as good as me. Yep. And uh, have as much youthful energy as I do. All three, all the above is Uh, what I think about when I have you. I am like the picture of health. Uh, So I am starting my own wellness company. We are in direct competition with Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, We promise to be even crazier uh, than Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, my line of products is all about shoving foreign objects into your body, uh, mostly through the anus. Um, and you just leave them in there. And that's the whole thing. And you try to stop going to the bathroom so that they don't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we call our line of products poop. <laughs> and I am the, I am Poop's CEO. <laughs> CEO of Poop. I'm CEO of Poop. Um Founder, a title you've held for a long time before you incorporated it. Founder, founder and CEO of Poop. Um, and I think I think we're on to big things. Um, you know, it's like for $1,800, we'll send you uh, five AA batteries that you shove up your asshole. And you'll feel more energized instantly. Yeah, I got a package from you guys that was, uh, it was this beautiful organic hemp sock. Mm-hmm. that you instructed me to fill with um, a whole package of AA batteries and shove up my asshole. That's right. Really energized me. Yeah, I bet it did. Um, you know, we have we have other great products. We have uh, essential oils. Um, you know, you can get uh, a baking grease bath bomb uh, to... Now, you don't shove that up your asshole, though, or do you? Well, you can shove it up your asshole and then get in the tub, uh, but it's usually better if you, um, you know, put it in the tub and then just hold your butt cheeks apart so mm-hmm. that the water will go into your asshole. Mm. So the BGB. The BGB. Um, baking grease bath bomb. Baking grease bath bomb uh, goes up your butthole in the tub. Um, there's uh, also, we have a line of candles. That's right. Um, they're mostly uh, just unsafe fireworks. <laughs> Uh, that they weren't allowed to sell in other stores. Uh, we, we charge $500 for a pack of two. Uh-huh. Um, and some of these uh, do smell like your urine. Well, you know, accidents happen. <laughs> you can't poop, but you are allowed to still pee. Yeah. Um, um, there there are, there's a few scented, uh, I got, I got a, you know, um, yeah, I got, I got a beautiful package of, of uh, different um, uh, like lava lamps. Mm-hmm. These are these are like they're like lava lamps, but they're like heated crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, there were instructions on how to also shove those up your asshole as well. Mm-hmm. 
They're best used when in the asshole. Mm-hmm. You can you can keep it plugged in, insert it into your asshole, and then turn it on. Mm-hmm. That's why the switch is on the cord. It's and what like, do those do exactly for rejuvenation? Oh well, it's you see the crystal is like uh, a special type of quartz um, that has properties that will mm-hmm. uh, resonate uh, with your colon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I guess at poop, our main philosophy is that the colon is the base of everything. Like good health starts with colon health. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basically people, people tend to think of the colon as like the end part of the journey, like where waste gets stored, but it's actually better to think of it the opposite way around that. Mm -hmm. Like the colon is the last chance your body gets to extract any nutrition from anything. So by reversing the flow, uh, and by inserting things directly into the asshole, into the colon, you can you absorb even more of their power. Yeah. Um, and so when you have uh, something like these quartz crystals that are, um, you know, swirling in uh, liquid hot magma, that's barely restrained by the thing that the lamp that we put it in, um, you know, your asshole will feel a warming sensation. Heat is good for the body. It excites the molecules. It helps get your body working. And then that creates some vibration. And then that resonates with the quartz crystal um, and basically what it does is if you have, uh, you know, col- polyps in your colon, they'll mm-hmm. just bust open. Okay. Um, you know, this will start a chain reaction up through your digestive tract. You may find that you can sing better, mm-hmm. um, because of the vibration in your, uh, you know, whole digestive tract. And this feels good. Oh, it feels great. <laughs> just don't break the lava lamp. Cause that hurts like a bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Magma in your colon. It fucking sucks. Because you'd think that stuff would cool off, but it doesn't. Who God, is it hot? <laughs> Liquid hot magma. Yeah. I tested one and I burned my whole colon out, but uh, they got a pig's colon in me now. It works great. <laughs> Thanks for that, pig. Yeah, good job. Mr. Pork. <laughs> that was his name. I insisted that it come from a pig that I knew personally. And um, um, you actually have a few different lines of enemas. One of them is a, uh, you actually uh, combined with a, with another brand. You did kind of a cross promotion. Then mm-hmm. you have a, uh, a steakums uh, enema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called enema of the steak. <laughs> and it's basically where you, uh, you know, I guess what it is 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 we had Steakums take their, uh, you know, thinly sliced ribeye, right? Uh, and uh, we liquefied it mm-hmm. um, by uh, blasting it with uh, salt crystals. Oh, I would, I was gonna say liquid hot magma. <laughs> it seems like you guys have a large repository of liquid hot magma. <laughs> we do have some magma, but no, we didn't want to cook the meat. Um, so this raw liquefied uh, ribeye, uh, and then. Um, we got a little pumping mechanism that makes like a slide whistle sound when you squeeze it. Uh, and then you just squeeze all the raw meat into your butthole. And uh, it's it's kind of an in, uh, a reverse, uh, you know, ingestion type of thing. Um, but it's really just about you do it a whole bunch of times at once so mm-hmm. that you pack your colon completely full of steakums. Um, and that cleans you right out. Right. And then you got to stop up. You know, you don't want to poop. Again, you know, the goal is to absorb as much as possible. So it's best to plug your butthole with batteries so that you don't poop. 
I recommend a size a size D mm-hmm. or C mm-hmm. for this, depending on the size of your butthole. You actually sell a car battery. Yeah. For uh quite a large sum of money. Yeah, yeah. It's it's forty thousand dollars for a car battery. Uh but it's it's a very it's a brand new car battery, and uh, the whole idea uh, is that you shove it up your ass. <laughs> And actually, under the fine, uh, the, one of the, the the cool things about this is like this is such a high ticket item that you can tell is for really your elite clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a uh, a guy who works at AutoZone will come to your house and mm-hmm. help you install it into your ass. Yeah, yeah, he will help you. Uh, yeah, uh, we have an exclusive partnership with AutoZone. AutoZone's trained technicians will actually come to your house to install your car battery. No need to go to their store. Um, you just sign up on our website, uh, that's uh, poop.poop and you go, you just sign up on the website for the car battery, $40,000. Um, the AutoZone tech will come into your house. They'll help you, uh, stick the car battery up to your butthole. Uh, they'll also connect the jumper cables, uh, so that you can hook it up to the car. Cause that's where you really get the charge is then when you hook it up to a car and they so start the car. You hook up a car battery to a car without a battery? No, no. This is a working car. Okay. You're jumping the cables. And if you don't have a car, yes, you can use the AutoZone technician's car. Yeah, because I was about to say, that's a little environmentally unfriendly to just assume that people have cars. Yeah, so we've, we've thought about that, Art, frankly. I mean, uh, poop is really a holistic program. Yeah, you're, means you're... Not just keeping our bodies healthy, right. but keeping the earth healthy. Right. Right. Um, you have a lot of different products, so... I'm really glad that on this uh, episode about a missing plane that we really dive deep into your side project, your side hustle, poop. Yeah. Yeah. I think poop is really going places. Um, I mean, look for uh, look for poop to slide into your inbox uh, coming up. We're going to be sending out some emails. You're doing an email campaign, little yeah. ad campaign. You could sign up on the website. Poop. I mean, poop. I mean, don't don't be shocked if you see poop all over the all over the city you live in, because right. we're going to be doing some aggressive marketing. Um, some of the marketing in San Francisco, I think you guys have been doing some gorilla gonzo marketing, mm-hmm. leaving actual piles of shit yeah. all over the streets. Yeah. And then we put a little sign in it that says, this is bad. Try poop. And then there's, you know, it's like one of those pieces of paper where you pull off yeah. the little tab and it's, it's for a, uh, it's for a free one ounce sample of hot liquid, hot magma. <laughs> Yeah, you guys actually did uh, one of those uh, old school, you found some old school, like I uh, used to find um, perfume samples in old magazines, but mm-hmm. uh, this was uh, like a tab you could pull in it, released liquid hot magma <laughs> all over people's laps. Yeah. Scalded yeah. a lot of crotches. Yeah, it did. And, you know, people were better for it, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, we also have- a- How many lawsuits is your company handling right now? Oh God, I can't count. That's for the legal department. I mean, most of our budget is for legal fees because we keep getting sued constantly by, you know, people, governments, uh, religious leaders. I think they just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, visionaries like me are often the target of ridicule and scorn. Uh, so it's not surprising to see that this would take some adjustment from society at large. Right. Um, I, and you, I think- you, you definitely encourage... Um, um, sunbathing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I recommend that everybody take at least one trip in their life to the sun to bathe in its nuclear waters. I mean, it hurts, but they got me pig legs. So, 
It's fine. My legs burned off in the waters of the sun. <laughs> which I guess is just plasma. So at this point, you kind of have the lower half of a pig. Basically, yeah. You're almost like a Greek satyr, but um, you're maybe... Like a pig instead of a goat. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could call me satire. <laughs> you're like Mr. Tumness, but you're Mr. Tumminess. Right, Mr. Tumminess. The tummy is still mine. But it's a pig's dick. <laughs> so check it out at poop.poop. Poop. Check it out. Um, well, Andy, should we get to our verdicts on uh Pan Am Flight 914? <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Woo! Pan Am Flight 914. Oh yeah, let's talk about Pan Am Flight 914. Uh I'm gonna go case closed. Wow. This was a fun article in Weekly World News. It's funny though that it could would crop back up in 2019. Yeah. And that people would be like, oh, what a weird tale. Whoa, what was going on with this? Like, I think that's very funny to me that that would happen, that, you know, they ran this three times through the 80s and 90s, and then it just, out of nowhere, kind of crops up again as a story. But, you know, it's weekly world news. Like, have fun with it. That's YouTube for you. Yeah, YouTube. So, uh, I mean, yeah. good good, good thing to point out, Art, because, I mean, bunk bunkers, be careful what you watch on YouTube and how much you dr information you draw from that, because... Not everybody's coming to you in good faith, bunk funkers. That's true. Some people are putting purposely false information out there, and they're claiming that it's true. Yeah, and I mean, they're not giving credit where credit is due. This is yeah. Weekly World News, baby. Weekly World News worked on this, and then if people are like... It's a titan. Yeah. Let's give let's give Weekly World News some credit for coming up with some fucking banging stories. Banging. They're bangers. Oh, yeah, bangers. Bangers and mash. So um, that's Andy's verdict. I, I also am going case closed. This was a completely fabricated <gasps> wow. story. Oh, fuck. Um, written in Weekly World News. Um, shock, surprise, and awe. Met every single bunk phone around the planet just gasped. Yeah. Uh, and that could have been because Liquid Hot Magma just, you know, just, some of them. Just uh, shot up into their buttholes. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, I mean, be careful, bunk phone. Just don't break the lava lamps. <laughs> Now, bunk bunkers, uh, those were our verdicts. Let us know what you think about Pan Am Flight 914. Use the hashtag. Hashtag. Something about pilots. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to combine Sasquatch is my lover and a pilot. Hashtag pilot Sasquatch is my lover. Hashtag pilot Sasquatch uh, is my lover. So after you get that hashtag out, you'll have like three characters for a tweet. So That's right. Just just tweet at us, yes, and then use that hashtag. <laughs> yeah, do it. And you can find us by tweeting uh, at Mr. Bunkerpod or on Instagram at Mr. Bunkerpod. Oh, yeah. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com oh, yeah. forward slash C forward slash Mr. Bunkerpod. Um, you can find us all those links and more on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time.com as well as a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Bunkerpod, where you can every month get. Uh, access to uh, Andy and Art Debunked, which is our Patreon-exclusive show. New episodes every single month covering lots of different topics. Serial killers, extraordinary humans, weird myths. Um, and as well as access to the Bunker Discord, where you can chat with other Bunk Bunkers and Andy and I. 
And um, sneak peeks on episodes, our monthly newsletter. There's lots of fun stuff there on the Patreon. Check it out. Patreon.com. That's Mr. Bunker Pod. Um, well, Andy, uh, do you have uh, any last words before I uh, sue you for allowing liquid hot magma into my asshole? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say one more thing about poop before we go. Um, you know, bunk funkers, uh, do go over to poop.poop and uh, check it out because uh, we have a special promotion coming up. Um, which we're, uh, it's basically like this, uh, it's kind of like a customer loyalty type of program. Mm-hmm. It's like buy five products, uh, use them, uh, and then you blog. We have a community blog on poop.poop. You blog about your experience, um, and then your sixth product is free. Um, and then you can just keep, you can keep doing that. You know, five products, six is free. Um, eventually, you know, you do you do two, two rounds, mm-hmm. uh, and then you only have to buy three products, and you're, you know, next two products are free. Sure. Um, so we're calling this uh, poop streaks and um, you can string together as many poop streaks as you want. Um, and the rewards keep getting better and better. It's a great loyalty program. So head over to poop.poop uh, and check it out. Well, you heard it here first, Bunk Funkers. We'll let you get to it. Uh, head it over to poop.poop and start collecting up those poop streaks. Um, really, really, you want to make your mark on our website in the community blog. So poop streaks are a good way to, to like, you know, make your mark. It's called talking shit. Yeah, yeah, we do some shit talking there. On the there's some shit posting. Um, it's fun. We like to have fun. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, it there's there's some friendly banter. It's a good community. Uh, over there at poop poop. Well, Andy is having a great time as the CEO of his own little company, but um, we got to let him get back to it. There's lots of busy stuff with poop. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got to be in court in every minute for the next five years. <laughs> every minute. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, let's let's get to it here for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my hard scrabble. <laughs> yeah. Co-host Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Hey, baby, I hear the poop are calling hard scrabble and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Ding, ding, ding. Ha ha ha. in rhythm. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.